Jessica. This is Jamie. And we're hot for justice. Hell yes we are. How are you, boo? I forget now you can like see my <laughs> gestures because we put this on YouTube now. Um, so if you guys didn't know, that was like, actually like such a seamless intro. Yeah. We're on YouTube now. We're on YouTube. Um, not this is gonna be the first like regular episode that we have on YouTube, but I know. Um, well, with our the other ones are screen ra- recaps, right? And well, first regular episode with our faces because we've yes. had a YouTube account for like ever. Uh, yes, it just but, posted straight audio. If you didn't know, yeah, yeah. I mean, and some people really like to mm-hmm. watch instead of just listen. I've learned so. Actually, I learned that on TikTok. People were like. I hate podcasts. I'd rather just watch it on YouTube. So I was like, hmm, we should do YouTube this year. And so we did a YouTube, you guys. And here the fuck we, we did are. It. We did it. We did it. Yay. Oh my God. We actually like fulfilled a promise. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> but what's really. Anyways, how are you guys? Um, We are good. Um, I was actually going to say what's really funny is that I watched back that one of the episodes that we did um, last month, I guess, now that this is out. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't realize how much I'm, like, not looking at the camera. <laughs> I know. Well, it's see, for me, I guess for you, you're recording, you're Zooming and recording on the same computer. Mm-hmm. I am recording, and then I'm uh... Zooming, and I have got my case up on one side. It's, like, really a thing. It's, I'm going to take a picture, actually, and post it on our Instagram, because um, I hodgepodge through this together. <laughs> it's quite the it setup. <laughs> It's a part-time podcasting gig. Yeah. I mean, eventually maybe we'll be full-time podcasters. Only... That'd be cool. Yeah, that would be very cool. So... I'd be down for that. Yeah, if y'all can, like, share this with more friends, like, maybe <laughs> one day we'll be able to quit our day jobs. Okay, thanks. Bye. Hey. Yeah, thanks. Thanks mm-hmm. so much. Goodbye. I'm just kidding. We have two cases for you. We do have two cases. And you're up first today. Actually, before we do that, this is Editing Jamie just popping in here real quick just to say that... Jess and I are a couple of dum-dums and forgot about our serial killer of the month when we initially recorded this episode. So we did record those segments individually and I'm just splicing them in there real quick. So this month we are going to be talking about Charles Ng and Leonard Lake of Calaveras County, Jessica's home county. So enjoy that now. Charles Ng was born in 1960 in Hong Kong to Kenneth and Oi Ping Ng, which I might have said that wrong, and I'm sorry if I did. His parents noted that he was a rebellious child, and he did poorly in school, and his father put a lot of pressure on him to excel in school, and so when Charles did not, uh, Charles's father admitted to beating him regularly, and he was constantly annoyed uh, that his son was not performing well in school. He was eventually expelled from several schools, the first time for setting a fire in a classroom, and the second time for stealing from classmates. At 18, Charles moved to California to attend the College of Notre Dame, but he ended up dropping out after only one semester. And around that time that he dropped out of college, he met his friend Leonard Lake, and Leonard will come into the story a little bit later. After being charged in relation to a hit and run, he lied about where he was born and enlisted in the U.S. Marines, where he was stationed at Kanihoe Marine Corps Air Station in Hawaii, which I probably also said that wrong. When participating in a weapons raid, uh, Charles was caught stealing. And before he could be court-martialed, he was able to flee back to California where he met up with his friend Leonard. And he and Leonard lived in a mobile home in Ukiah, California. Ukiah is close to the coast in Northern California, for those of you who aren't familiar. 
1982, the property where Leonard lived was raided and a large amount of illegal weapons and explosives were discovered. Lake was arrested and released on bail and he fled the area and Charles was court-martialed and he was court-martialed for his previous offense of stealing when he was in the Marines. He was imprisoned in Fort Leavenworth, Kansas, where he would serve 18 months, and when he was released, he was reunited with Lake. The pair then moved into a cabin in Wilseyville, California, which is in Calaveras County. The cabin belonged to Leonard Lake's ex-wife, um, and Leonard Lake being a survivalist, he believed the world was headed for a nuclear war. Um, this cabin was really remote, and they had a lot of space to do whatever they wanted. He built a structure beside the cabin, and he named it the Tortured Dungeon. Anyways, back to the regular show. Yay! Okay, so, well, not yay, because my case is actually, I mean, all of them are sad. Yeah, um, they're all big fat bummers, let's be quite honest. I thought this one was super interesting, mm-hmm. and so I was researching it. Of course, I found it on the Reddits, which... Joss Reddit. Bless you people who read it. Um, <laughs> and they're actually making, they made this into a documentary, and it's coming out, um... It's not like a, it's not like an established like film company picked them up. You know, mm-hmm. it's like like kind of a startup type of like an indie documentary. Deal? Which, yeah, that's what the word I was looking for. I got so you. I think it's it's even, it's that's more like, um, more of a reason to watch it, I guess, and to mm-hmm. support it. Maybe even like you know if they have a Patreon, I'm not sure, like some sort of crowdfund to like donate to it. But anyways. My case is about Henry Louis Baltimore or Baltimore Jr. Please tell me we don't have the same no the same we person. I certainly okay. do not. I was just thinking of that lovely song from Hairspray, "Good Morning Baltimore," but then I've never seen Hairspray. But hear me out. Musicals are not my thing. So I also don't like musicals. I will be the first one to yeah. admit that. Hairspray is a time and a half. I mean, yeah. also, who doesn't love some good Jontra action? Yeah. Especially some cross-dressing Jontra. Yeah, that's true. I don't know, though. I don't know if I can do it. It's uh, Hairspray, I will say, is a redeemable musical. Um, mm-hmm. Like, it's very cute. It's uh, it's well done, I think. And it's not, like, over-the-top cringy. Yeah. Um, I, I did watch the recent iteration of Cats. That was cringy. I, I mean, I think that even the cast was dragging that, so... Oh, yeah, and it deserved every drag that it received. Yeah, um, that's a shame because it was a star-studded cast. It was, and it, like, had every reason that it should have been good. Yeah. But Cats itself is, like, not great. Yes. So You're not wrong. Take You're that for wrong. what you will. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Um, well, onward I go, and I also will include the link to the um, documentary in... Um, the show notes oh yeah where is it watchable is it like just on like youtube or whatever or no i so that's the thing there's a website mm-hmm. and they have the link to the trailer but i didn't exactly see where you could watch it so i'm not sure if it's out yet but oh, okay. um it's a good thing to keep an eye on absolutely if it was out yet i would have totally watched it um but it was not so this uh i think it's so i wrote baltimore and i also wrote baltimore so i guess i'll have to check that but um, Henry was a junior at Michigan State University um, in Jackson studying social science and music. So he was a really good student. He was 
um, an honor student. He was in the university marching band. He was the first black co-drum major in the band, which was a big deal. Yeah. And he had a job at the library. So, you know, really like a great student doing big things. Hell yeah. His goal was to become a social worker. Mm-hmm. He was the second of eight children, um, and his oldest sister was um, also a student at Michigan State, and she was doing her master's degree um, when Henry went missing. And she, yeah, I think she was the one to, like, kind of sound the alarm when when she didn't hear from him. Gotcha. So he was last seen in East Lansing, Michigan, which I did the Googles, and it's about an hour east of Detroit. Um, he was last seen May 30th, 1973. He drove a 1968 Buick, and that was actually found at his home, which was an hour and a half from where he was last seen. He had left behind car keys, money, clothes, and other belongings, which is always the first sign that someone didn't leave willingly. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I don't think he left on his own. I think yeah. I think there's some foul play involved. Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking, but mm-hmm. unless he had, like, a really super elaborate, like, plan here. <laughs> um, he was, at the time, living with three roommates off campus in an apartment on the 300 block of Oak Hill Avenue um, in East Lansing, which is what I, what I was saying. Oh, wait. Yeah. Um, so his sister discovered him, uh, or I basically sounded the alarm that he was missing. She went to go to his apartment to get a paper that she had agreed to type for him. Um, but he wasn't at the apartment. His roommates said that he had gone to the library, but he, like, he never came back. So his sister was really worried, especially, like, when the due date for the paper came and went, and he never, like, reached out to her. So she contacted her father, who called the police. How many days were in between these? Um, it doesn't say. Interesting. I mean, I'm assuming yeah. not that long because I, I figure more no more than like a couple because otherwise yeah, I feel I like it would have been a little bit more like, where the fuck is he? <laughs> yeah, I think it was a few days after, but I would have to double check. Mm-hmm. Um, so where it gets interesting, in March of 1973, so this is two months before he disappeared, Henry had gone to the police reporting that he had been attacked by two men who tied him to his bed, pistol whipped him, and then sold $110, which... Hundred and ten dollars in nineteen seventy-three—that um, would be a, the equivalent of six hundred and forty-four dollars today. So it's a pretty big sum of money. I mean, shit! I'd be pissed if someone took a hundred and forty dollars from me now. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> same. Much less six hundred um, some odd. <laughs> facts. Yeah. So they had stolen that in cash. They took his golf bag, a watch, and clothes. He waited ten days to report the crime because he said he was afraid, which mm-hmm. I would be too if someone pistol whipped me and knew where I lived yeah fuck Um, that right so they actually ended up charging 22 year old Roy L. Davis um, and he was charged with armed robbery initially Henry did not appear at um, Roy Davis's preliminary hearing he was supposed to testify against him and he was fined $50 for failure to appear Um, he actually resurfaced two days later asking the police to drop the case which um, I am smelling some witness intimidation here. A little bit. He, the, the police refused to drop the case. He um, did testify at a rescheduled hearing, mm-hmm. and um, Henry had told his sister that Roy Davis threatened to kill him. Um, two days after Henry disappeared, uh, Roy was scheduled to be arraigned, and this was June 1st. So, neighbors stated that they saw two men 
Um, one was thought to be Davis knocking on Henry's front door the day he went missing. Um, later in the year, Roy pled guilty to felonious assault with intent to commit robbery and was sentenced to six months in jail. Um, he was never charged in connection with Henry's disappearance. He has an alibi for the time that Henry disappeared and was this was confirmed by his mom, which, you know, okay. I mean, my mom right. can say a lot of shit about me too, okay? <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, your mom's really going to do, I mean, most moms would most do moms anything would do the to protect their kid, you know? Like, I, that's your instinct, Yeah, like, like, tell me if, like, Emerson, you know, committed a horrendous crime you wouldn't do the most. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's a thought. You can never really put yourself in that position yeah. until you're in that position. I would like to think that I would encourage her to um, come forward or whatever and accept her punishment yeah. for what she did, but who knows. Um, he's actually thought to be living in Tulsa, Oklahoma now. Roy hmm. is. Um, served his six months, dipped to Michigan. Um, well, why would you stick around? <laughs> right. Initially, authorities thought Henry left to avoid testifying, which he had done in the first place. Mm -hmm. But he only had left for two days that time. And this has been how many years? I don't know, like 40, 50? <laughs> almost, yeah, almost 40. Almost, almost 50? 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> I like how I counted. we. Yeah. I was counting your fingers. <laughs> I didn't want to hold mine up, too. <laughs> I was like, I look real um, bad on camera if we're both holding up. I know. Like fingers to try to map. We, we are really good at We already have talked about this. Anyways. Um, so since he's, the length of time that he's been gone has obviously been extensive. Police um, suspect foul play. His family was always adamant that he wouldn't have left voluntarily because he kept regular contact with them. And they haven't heard from him since 1973. Um, at the time of his disappearance, Henry was 21. He was 6'2 and 175 pounds. He was wearing a black turtleneck sweater, light gray slacks, and black shoes. He is a black, or was, I'm not sure, which tends to use a black male, right. black hair, brown eyes, and his hair was styled in a large afro at the time of his disappearance. There's currently a two, one, two, I wrote 2,000, but I'm pretty sure it's 20, cash reward for tips that lead to an arrest. Um, and then there's the documentary I mentioned is called What Happened to Henry, and I will include... Um, the link to that website it's, it's a pretty cool site and then uh you can check it out whenever it comes out right on but it's a sad that's sad i mean they're really like who knows it seems like the most logical explanation would be that he left to avoid having to testify but then right not resurfacing this i mean especially after um his attacker had already yeah. pled guilty and served jail time you know you would think you would come back up to life i mean it's been so long so but also to me what's interesting is that uh i mean yes pistol whipping and robbing somebody is not great but you didn't commit murder you didn't like hurt them to the point where you'd be charged with right. attempted murder so like six months in jail seems relatively like not that big of a deal right especially like uh I don't know yeah, what don't know. kind of time he would have been looking at, though, had Henry testified against him. Mm -hmm. um, like probably far more. I would assume. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, obviously, but. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. It skeezes me out. I'll tell you that much. That's the most logical s assumption, though, is that somebody in with 
like who had something to do with that had something to do with him disappearing but um i don't think they're mutually exclusive definitely like yeah um i'm interested to watch the documentary and see if they've because i feel like documentaries always find like the little things that you in the little nuances of a case that you only can get by like listening to somebody who was involved talk about it right so i'm interested to watch well yeah and like i feel like for the most part like like the documentary makers like usually know all of the ins and outs and anyone that they talk to or interview you know really no matter how minute they think it is even if they just like say like you know one minor detail it could have a huge impact on the rest of even if they think it's so insignificant yeah well yeah i mean and that's the thing too about documentary makers they have to know the whole timeline and they have to know all of the players involved in order to tell the story in a way that makes sense to people and because obviously some things in a in a case like you know these or really any mm-hmm. case there are things that happen outside of the timeline which are really crucial in understanding and so yes maybe um if it comes out we can do like a recap of the document i was thinking the same thing i write it down so we didn't forget because we will well (laughs) and that's why we've started writing things down you guys yeah we're learning we're note takers now we we do our homework we take notes we do we we've been watching um the things we say we will and then we take notes on them yeah it's like a big deal i know and like we're actually like trying to become like business savvy and like learn how to do things whoa i know i don't want to like jump the gun and like say that like we're becoming boss ass bitches but like but we kind of are but we kind of are becoming boss ass bitches listen we've got big dreams and we had a big uh, we i think we mentioned this in our first episode back but we had a big business meeting yeah and we were like here are the things we want to do this year we're manifesting our goals we're working really hard um and like we mentioned, like we're trying to set up a website. We've got YouTube up and going. Mm-hmm. We're revamping our Instagram. Actually, it's I think a lot by of work. The time this episode's out, the website should be up and running. Yeah. Question mark. Fingers crossed. <laughs> it's in my to-do column, but you guys listen. Um, creating a website from scratch is like really hard. Um, <laughs> and when we're done with this, remind me to ask you how to like make pages because I was gonna start yeah. working on the why do you like this backlog and got you. Um, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, 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 got you. Yeah, so what we're doing um, is we're making one hot for content um, website, and all three of the podcasts that are mm-hmm. underneath us will be on that website. You can find episode information, ep- you can listen to episodes, you can find info about us, mm-hmm. uh, all of us who are podcasters yep. and friends. And then, of course, um, you know, we'll have like sponsor information in there too. Yes. Um, Anytime we have just, a, a sponsor on a show, we'll have their information linked in the, you know, web page. That's on the website. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also cool. the descriptions of like wherever you're listening to this. So yes. it'll, it'll be everywhere so that it's at your fingertips. Yes. Um, Anyways. I say, I think it's my turn and this one's bonks. Okay. What's, what's the name? Um, so... I'm going to read you my first line of this, and then you just okay. tell me what you think. So, David okay. David Morris of Michigan City, Indiana, in my opinion, has perpetrated three homicides. But he's only officially tied to one. Okay. So, I also originally found this on the Reddit machine. Oh, Reddit. Mm-hmm. And I found, you know, they had a bunch of articles and, like, YouTube videos linked that I all of it will be referenced um, in the show notes and 
and on, on the website when uh, that, that's available. Uh, but let me just jump right into it. So, okay. in August of 2012, Candy Morris, a Michigan City, Indiana resident, was reported missing by her husband, David. At the time of her disappearance, Candy was 29, a mother of three, and her husband was 45. David claims... Damn. Hi. I know. Okay. I know. <laughs> um, okay, anyways. So he claims that he last saw his wife as she was heading to her job to fill out some paperwork. Um, her wallet is found at a Riley's Bar and Grill, and her vehicle is later found outside of the Three Sheets Bar, both establishments in Michigan City. Her last known alive sighting is from a friend, Tyrone Harris, whom Candy gave a ride to on August 25th around 1 in the morning. Um, so she had left um, earlier that evening to go fill out some paperwork at her job and then uh, gave Tyrone, who I believe was a coworker, a ride home okay. after she had done that. Okay. So after she's reported missing, search efforts begin. Groups of volunteers and members of law enforcement go looking for traces of candy, particularly focusing their efforts near the area of Pines, Indiana, as phone records indicated that the last text messages that she had sent pinged off of a tower near County Line and Chandler Roads. These searches went on until the cold months came and the conditions were no longer safe for groups to go on searches. During these search parties is when things start to get weirder. About a month into the search efforts, David Morris meets a 30-year-old woman named Anna Reeves, and they soon begin a romantic relationship. Yes, you heard me correct. After only a few weeks, this man finds a new girlfriend who had been a part of the search efforts to find his missing wife. Okay. <laughs> I would haunt Wes's ass for the rest of his life. <laughs> Bitch, same. I would haunt Wes for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, but uh, Zachary would be fucking ghost bait. Like, yeah. It, it, I'm telling you, it'd be bad juju all over. But it only gets weirder, bro. That's okay. Like, it's already it's, some really bad juju, but okay. So, like, you went from, like, weird to, like, pretty weird. It's okay. about to get so fucking weirder. weird. Okay. It's about get to in. get goddamn bonkers, my dude. So, Candy would remain a missing person until May of 2013, when her remains were discovered in, in Pines, Michigan, only about a quarter of a, quarter of a mile away from the intersection where her last texts were sent. Unfortunately, due to the conditions in which the remains were found, the cause of death could not be determined. On this same day oh david's girlfriend anna oh no dies in her sleep what her death is ruled an accident and attributed to quote acute mixed drug intoxication and or overdose end quote how old was she 30 hmm. was mm -hmm. she a drug user not that i could find out interesting very okay so the same day Weird. That his uh, wife's remains are found. His girlfriend turns up dead in her bed. Hmm. Of mysterious causes. Yeah, it's a little bit sus. Yeah. Gonna say, just gonna go ahead and say it. So let me let me dive a little bit deeper into this, cause okay, it gets worse. Like <laughs> you thought you you thought it was bad. It yeah. gets worse. Okay. It's important to note that in the short time that they had been dating, so this is from, you know, like se like late September to mm -hmm. May of the following year, so not even like seven, eight months. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't math, whatever, close enough. Whatever. Um, Anna had filed several domestic abuse charges against David, but apparently okay. nobody thought that that mattered because there was never a formal investigation into whether her death was actually a homicide or an accident. I don't like any of this. Yeah, so totally not weird at all, right? 
Not at all. Totally just sounds normal. Like, she definitely just had, like, an accidental, you know, overdose and whatever. Just random. Just really random. Yeah, he definitely never abused nope. or yelled at her. Nope. None, none of that. Um, just, his wife definitely just walked into the woods on her own and laid down. Totes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So he's never been Following. charged. And again, so this is already a bonkers story. It gets crazier. Okay. <laughs> so these are the two deaths in which David has never been formally charged or really investigated in. Okay. Like, you know, uh, obviously people have made assumptions. There's been rumors. Nothing mm-hmm. stuck. That, Natural. That is until David was found guilty of murder in 2016. Who did he murder now? So, let me tell you. <laughs> Um, on April 23rd of 2016, a man named Sergio Serrano, who had co-owned um, a car dealership with his longtime friend, Herfrecio, I totally fucked that name up, um, Artiaga, decided to pop by the car lot, as he hadn't heard from his friend in a few days. Um, and this is unlike him. On this day, uh, Sergio opened, used his key to open up the back office of the car dealership and found his friend's body covered by a sheet in the back room. So he called the police. Mm-hmm. The call, cause of death was ruled a homicide by multiple stab wounds to the head and torso. And it was determined that he was likely killed about four days earlier on the 19th. Um, based on crime scene evidence, it appears as if he had been killed in one portion of the office and then dragged to the back room. Horatio's wallet, keys, and car were all missing from the scene, as well as an additional car, um, a green Subaru from the car lot. Unfortunately, the dealership didn't have their own security cameras, but the business across the street did have one where you could see the car lot. From, oh, from again across the street. Um, I don't know why you wouldn't have a security cameras for a car dealership, but okay. Right? Like, you know, someone just up and takes, you know, probably a $10,000 plus dollar car and... Right. No big deal? Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Or in the off chance that, you know, one of the co-owners gets murdered? Yeah, that too. I don't know. Just that too. Seems like a bad idea not to have security cameras. <laughs> Especially in the year 2016. Yeah, that's what I mean whatever it's like very like affordable now to have yeah this is your psa if you own a business get a fucking ring camera <laughs> <laughs> Not or sponsored. a nest or a blink or any brand it doesn't matter a bunch we have some outside our house yeah you know, know. really change the game and for very inexpensive get yourself a goddamn camera anyways yeah anyways anyways yeah. so um they Police look at the footage from the 19th when they, you know, that's the day that they presume that he was murdered. And okay. um, in the cameras, you can see Horatio speaking with a heavyset black man. And after a moment, the men get into the green Subaru that turns up missing from the lot. And then after six minutes of what's presumed to be a test drive, they return. After this, Horatio uh, is seen going back into the office and then the, the black man leaves on foot. About an hour later, he's seen again starting from across the street and then eventually seen going in around the backside of the building, out of sight of the camera. The man is seen again the next day on camera driving out of the lot in Hufratio's white Hyundai. Okay. This is the last time he's seen, uh, oh, I'm sorry, excuse me. The last time he is seen just minutes before Sergio arrived in the parking lot on the 23rd. It, it's the same man driving off in the green Subaru. So okay. literally right before the co-owner comes and discovers the body like the guy dr- leaves in the, in the Subaru like okay. moments like not okay. yeah it's nuts like 
literally, if he had left, like, ten minutes later, like, they would have crossed paths. That's weird. Yeah. So, a witness tells police that he she sees a heavyset black man and exiting the dealership's office window on the 21st, but she didn't think too much about it until the discovery of Hufratio's body had made the news headlines. Why would right. you not be, like, freaked out by, like, some dude crawling out of an office window? Yeah, I would be, like, uh... In any capacity. I don't care if it's a car dealership, an anywhere. Like, I would have at least, like, hollered and been, like, you good? Like... Yeah, that... Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. That's weird. I, maybe we're just weird. Maybe we Maybe... Just... Maybe we're paranoid. Yeah. I am a little. Same. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We have to be vigilant as women. Yeah, we do. I so. mean, you know, clearly men don't probably have the same amount of issues as we do. I mean, I shouldn't say clearly because maybe it's not. And we're also not men. It's cl- it's clear, but it's clear. Yeah. it's. I think it's just, like, understood. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Anyways, Anyways, so the the weird instance of this man crawling out of a window that didn't set off any red flags until days later happens. Okay. Um, so police then look to see if any of Horatio's cards had been used since his wallet was missing. And this led to some more interesting discoveries via video surveillance. Okay. So on the day of the murder, um, Horatio is seen on footage at a gas station talking to none other than David Morris. And the pair are seen getting into his now missing Hyundai. Euphratio's card is later used at a grocery store for an over four hundred dollar purchase that included a vacuum. Another time, at a fast food place, and then again at a liquor store. Weird. So, yeah, the serial number of the vacuum is ran, and two days after it's purchased, is sold at a local pawn shop. Um, again, I didn't even know vacuum cleaners had serial numbers. <laughs> it's such a weird thing, but okay. So, I don't know if they all do, but I know, like, the expensive ones, like, you know, like, your Dysons and, like, your Roombas and shit like that, they will. That makes sense. That makes Um, sense. Like, my, um, my not Roomba, Roomba, my, uh, shark Roomba that I've lovingly... (laughs) Did I ever tell you that I named our shark Roomba Sharknado? No. I like (sighs) it, though. Sharknado. Anyways... But it has a serial number because um, you have to, like, activate them in, like, an app. Usually, like, these, like, more expensive vacuums. Uh, or if okay. they, um, like, break down, you can, like, call whatever the manufacturer is and they'll be like, oh, it's a serial number. And then they can get the right part for you or whatever. Okay. Okay, I digress. So. You win. Or, or if they have a warranty, whatever. That Okay. That's all my zhuzh about vacuums and serial numbers. Zhuzh. Um, okay. I just know too much about, like, returns and, you know all of that from pre- previous jobs and issues fair. people oh, have fair, with fair, expensive fair, things fair 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 yeah otherwise i wouldn't have known all that information okay well so, you're just really smart though and anyways so no i'm just i'm just a fountain of useless information <laughs> like who the fuck needs to know about a serial number on a vacuum but i know all about them but now i know and now all of our <laughs> listeners know you're right you're right so if I you just guys didn't know, educated y'all your vacuum cleaner has a serial number on it yeah and if the you more have more you know you know any sort of issue with it you can call a manufacturer and they can help you know walk you through your issue or potentially get you a new one or whatever yeah anywho so they run the serial number it was sold at a local pawn shop by david morris who had used a friend's id to make the pawn surveillance from the pawn shop not only shows this transaction happen 
but also shows David and his friend driving away after afterwards in the green Subaru. Bro is he's sloppy. Yeah. So okay, a bolo is put out for both cars, the Hyundai and the Subaru, and a warrant's put out for David. After being okay. apprehended, he claims that he met Horatio at the gas station and that he had only bought him a pack of cigarettes and then let him test drive a car. He does admit to breaking into the dealership through the window in the office, but he says that he didn't see Horatio when he was there the second time. And then, um, so the police officer that was questioning him then realizes that David's wearing the exact same outfit that he was wearing when he was caught on video. So you said this man was sloppy. Amateur hour, man. Worst criminal ever. Do you not watch CSI? (laughs) Even, just like a little bit. Like one episode is enough to tell you that you should one Jesus. Uh, <laughs> okay whatever but, uh, whatever I'm just is what it is um i mean it's good they were amateur hour obviously they got caught but right so they take the clothing and have it tested and show enough blood is found on nearly all of the clothing and wow i'm shocked and show enough guess whose blood it was oh wow i'm like so surprised <laughs> so the two vehicles are then soon located in michigan city and inside the subaru was found, uh, is discovered the murder weapon, a serrated kitchen knife. It's, like, under, like, the hood of the car, um, along with some other clothing and just pieces of evidence. Uh Uh-huh. How did this dude get away with two other murders, though? That's what I'm, I'm, I want to know because he's obviously not intelligent. I'm, I think that, um, so. I don't know. I'm not sure if he has the brains to get away with his wife's murder and his girlfriend's murder and then do this. Right. So this is amateur. He's been convicted of the murder of Hufratio, but okay. the other murders well, okay. The murder of his wife How did his wife die? How did did they find out? No, she was too de- decomposed. They couldn't figure it out. And Listen, yeah. I have mm-hmm. serious doubts whether this man had the brain power to murder two other people. <laughs> and or I'm going to have some serious doubts about the ability of that police department. I think it's the latter. It's one or the other. I think it's the latter, if I'm being honest. Because even, so there will be a link to a YouTube video uh, where he's interviewed by police after his wife goes missing. And, like, he just seems so cavalier about the whole thing. He's just like, yeah, like, I really miss her. Like, weird. Oh, kind of like Chris Watts? Yeah, but, like, I would say worse. Okay. Because at least Chris pretended to be sad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, listen, these men... I just can't. What was his what was his motive for murdering Horatio? I'm assuming the cars or at least the car and or the money. Um because he How much money was it? He spent well over $400. Um that's like nothing though. Right, but so based on kind of what I could tell, like it didn't it doesn't seem like that area is like super affluent or you know, whatever. I Okay not gonna you know say it's like the most you know booming socioeconomically um okay. so like might have just been like an opportunity thing mm-hmm. he was like oh like this guy seems to have like a little bit of cash like maybe i can you know Set it up. right and then you know like i said like randomly at a gas station like he bought this stranger a pack of cigarettes and like let him test drive a car like that that's kind of weird too like Mm-hmm. So I would have yeah, loved to I know just... what their conversations looked like, but, like, he's not been forthcoming about any well, of that. There's a bunch of lines and dots, and they're not connecting. No. In my brain. So, but that's None of okay. it computes. None of it computes. 
and really the, I couldn't find any you know anything to say that like he had like got like a fat like insurance settlement from like his wife going missing or anything like that so I'm not really sure like what all the motives are you know what right. I mean yeah I mean that's an important context but maybe yeah I don't know interesting weird and but, interesting but IMO David Morris piece of shit and has murdered three people uh, that's my story and I'm sticking to it okay well you can that's your right <laughs> as a podcaster fuck yeah but anyways we've reached I, the dicking off section we of have reached the dicking off portion of this podcast um what would you like to dig off about okay I am starting trial four we're gonna recap that so hell yeah we are um what else I'll tell you some things I've I got watched. a new mic. You did get a new mic. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, um, I'll be able to tell when I'm editing it. Because, like, right now, we're just, like, on a call. So, it's a little bit harder for me to tell. But yeah. It sounds me- good in my in my garage band. So, Jamie inspired me because she got a new mic for Christmas. And so, yes. I ordered the same one. But it doesn't quite work with my setup. So, I was like, eh. I returned it. And I got this one. This baby. Mm-hmm. And I love it. It's compact. Yeah. It's- I know. I quite like that. I... While I will say the one with the arm works for my setup, mm-hmm. I do like that yours is tabletopped. Yes. So that was, like, a big thing for me because I don't have that much space in my mm-hmm. office slash Emerson's nursery slash the pod <laughs> room. Um, the pod so, spare bedroom? TBT. Yeah, your, yours with the arm is very nice and adjustable, mm-hmm. but it's too big for my space. And I don't totally. have the correct setup. So um, this one is really nice. Yeah, yours is just so damn cute. Tabletop. It's very it's very popular amongst um, streamers and yep. podcasters. Yeah, um, actually, um, I don't know if I've ever talked about him on this podcast. Our buddy Mark, who works at IGN, I don't even know if you're fam- really familiar with I- IGN is. I am not, but I've heard of Mark before. Hi, Mark, if you're listening. <laughs> Hello. Um, yes, Mark underscore Medina on Twitter, my homeboy. Um, so IGN's like a video game and like media website. Like they review mostly video games, but they also will review like movies and like just other content but primarily they do like video game reviews and like walkthroughs and tutorials and shit like that okay but um so mark streams and um zach has dabbled in it and would love to like get into it and so one time we borrowed his because he has the same microphone that you do we borrowed his to like see how we liked it so that's why when you were like oh fuck this the arm mic doesn't work i was like i i I know (laughs) yeah yeah, so, well, and I Googled, too. So after you texted me, mm-hmm. I Googled it, and then Google was like, yes. Blue Yeti, send <laughs> it. So I sended it. You sent that bitch? I sended it. I sended it. <laughs> Incorrect grammar, but I'm here for it. I like sendes. Oh. What about you? So I've watched a few things. I'm only going to talk about um, one today because I would like to split it up. But you know I love some good TLC trash television. Yes, 90 Day Fiance. Yeah, 90 Day Fiance is obviously, like, my, like, ride or die. Like, love it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Also a big fan of My 600 Pound Life and The the (gasps) Thousand Pound Sisters. Yes, okay, me too. Wait, okay. I really, I like, I used to watch it all the time, but then um, when they would go in for, like, Mm -hmm. their skin surgery, it would make me nauseous, so I kind of stopped watching. (laughs) Fair. Um, So, this is not... My 600 pound life or thousand pound sisters but both of those shows okay. are great 
Um, if you like my 600 pound life, you'll love thousand pound sisters, by the way. Yeah. And it's, yeah, they're two sisters. And they're hilarious. Season two just dropped. So, um, it's, if you have live television on Hulu, you can, like, they're dropping week by week. Um, or if you have like the Discovery Plus, which I think is the new, the new streaming thing, um, they're also dropping weekly. I can't keep track. There's so many. Me either. But it says this is not that. The thing I'm here to talk about today is welcome to Plathville. Okay. Have you heard of this? No. Okay. Buckle up, Buttercup. So this show is about a family. They want to say they have like eight or nine kids. Um, They're like very religious. And when I say they're very religious, I mean very religious. Not that there's anything wrong with being religious. That's, you know, your own prerogative, what have you. Right. But these folks made up all these very wild rules for their family. Um, Like, these kids, they're not allowed to have, like, any kind of sugar. They're not allowed to watch TV. Like, those kind of people. Like, they live on a farm. Um, The parents are very, like, it's our way or the highway. Okay. Um, Like, the eldest children that have since moved out and gotten married... Um, the parents won't let them see the younger children without permission and supervision because they're bad influences because they've moved out of the farm. And because the eldest son's wife is like not, you know, not like a following all the rules. She's a bad influence and therefore basically the devil. And it's all her I'm fault. Getting some, I'm getting, okay, that's weird. It's very wild. I'm There's, getting some like... 19 and counting or whatever that Duggar show is. Like, so, like, think guys. them, but wilder. Because at least the Duggars, like, they're pretty, while they're, you know, very, um, I'm going to say old-fashioned. Listen, 19 kids. Like, good night, goodbye, and good night. Yeah. That's all I got to say. Her poor Punani. You must never, you must never want to have fun the rest of your life if you have 19 no. children. That's all I have no. to say. No. Well, it, like I said, even, like, this lady's had, like, eight or nine. Um, oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I almost forgot about the worst part. Okay. So, not only, you know, so they have all these kids. In their early, like, 20 teens, they had mm-hmm. an almost two-year-old that she ran over with her car on accident, quote. Was she okay? So, they talk about it, like, once in the first season. She, they're like, oh, yeah, we had another kid um, when he was 17 months old. Like, I saw him, and no, then... No, no, If he yeah. dies, I don't want to hear it. No, no, I can't. Mm-mm. I'm out. Okay, I, I won't say anything terrible. then. And, okay. Yeah, but, like... That's how old Emerson is. Yeah. What the fuck? But, like, she acts like... Just kind of like, yeah, like, it happened. It's probably a coping mechanism, but Jesus. Yeah, it, it's... The way she, like, acts, like, is, like, too cavalier for me. Like, yeah. I, I'm, like, could you, like, even, like, just, like, fake cry? Please? <laughs> like, I don't care I, if you're faking. I don't care if you're faking. Like, please yeah, just. <laughs> Show, yeah, remorse. No. Show remorse. Show no. remorse. That's wild. Yeah. And. Poor baby. And then, like, the, her adult kids, like, she acts like they're dead to her. Like. Yeah, that's a lot of, that's a lot of something going on. Like, at the beginning of the second season, like, I don't want to, like, spoil too much, because, like, I'm sure I'm, I'm going to convince somebody to watch the show, because these people are nuts. I don't know if I can. They only talk about, 
the baby the one time. Okay. It's only mentioned once, and, it, like, they never talk about it again. Okay. So, it's not, like, about that. Um, but, uh, what was I gonna say? The two, like, middle kids that are, like, teenagers, they get kicked out. Um, one's 19, one's 17. The parents straight kick them out because they're, like, yeah, they're just, like, on a bad path, and, you know, we, we don't want them being an influence on the younger kids, so, so it seems they had like to they go. they just don't want a parent at all. Ding, ding, there ding. <laughs> well, I have, nine, like, nine kids. It sounds like, to me, they had nine kids that they wanted to brainwash, and when they had a mind of their own, they yeah. were like, okay, deuce it. Yeah, because, like, there's only one kid that's, like, of, like, a teenage age that the parents mm-hmm. even seem to like. And it's this one, this one girl, Lydia, who's like, she's like the middle oldest child. She's the only one that um, is allowed to have the computer password because the mom doesn't trust anyone else with it. Not even the husband. The only people that have the password to the computer in the house is the mom and then like that one daughter. It's nuts. They're the wildest people I've ever met. I don't know if I could watch it because I'd want to like tweet, like tweet at her and be like, you're dumb. I don't like you. I've thought about it. I don't like her. Oh, but anyways, so Mark Medina is the one that got me into the show. That's why I mentioned him in the first place. Because oh, okay, we circle back to Mark. Right. So because when him and Zach play video games, sometimes I'll take the headset and just we'll talk about TLC shows. Because <laughs> listen, Mark and I, I watch a lot of TLC. The, I just need to talk about The Bachelor for a second. Oh my God, please. <laughs> just for like one second, and then we have to wrap this up. But listen, mm-hmm. Victoria and her bra straps <laughs> need to go to the thrift store and like figure something else out. Okay. <laughs> Um, have you listened to, uh, Zach and I's recap of the first two weeks of The Bachelor yet? Not yet. No, because I only listen to pods when I'm driving and I haven't been driving. Okay, fair. Um, we shit on Victoria for a good, like, five minutes straight. And she's crazy. (laughs) I think, I saw this meme, it was so funny, and it was, like, um, Matt, Matt, you know, saying, I I can't wait to, to... Or, I don't know, something about finding something real and whatever, mm-hmm. and the producers are like, give Victoria a rose or we're taking the Peloton first. Because, you oh know, had, like, that nice-ass, yep. like, penthouse. And I was like, that's facts. That's because everything. There's, there's no way he kept her just to, like, he, there's no way he connected with her. He no. looked so awkward. And, like, when they kissed in the last episode, I was like, I'm pretty sure he was internally barfing, too, because she's gross. Well, okay, she does I not internally... know how to wear eyeshadow. I'm sorry. I'm, like, woman-hating right now. I don't do this. I'm all about women supporting women, but she's not a nice person. Okay, tea for time out. Two things. One, okay. Matt James makes me want to barf anytime he makes out with anyone because he's an open eye kisser. Okay, I did see that, like, briefly. <laughs> I'll have to watch next episode tonight's episode i'll watch more carefully to see those peepers yeah peep those peepers and let me know <laughs> what you think okay okay but anyways my other see. thing other thing so um our girl does be on instagram who i only i'm only saying it because i know who you, you know who it is zach would Thank have you. no idea um she posted on her stories like a week or two ago that someone that like knows victoria dm'd her and was like oh, oh like like one hundo p like sh- producers told her to like act it up and, like, she's definitely staying till at least, like, week four. Huh. Yeah, I can see that. I, I you know, I can see that. I listened to another podcast about a four, and she's a former Bachelor, mm-hmm. um, like, contestant. Her, she was on Ari Lyondex season. That was, like, what, like, two, um, three seasons ago? Three years ago, I think. Yeah. Um, so she kind of, like, 
you know, she talks about it. Now she's out of her contract. She can talk about really whatever. And they definitely stage shit. And, like, they definitely poke the girls into saying Mm -hmm. shit. They got to make good TV. Well, yeah. But, like, this queen thing, like, sister, no. Uh -uh. Like. You act like a four-year-old. And I said said this in the Weekend Plans episode. By the way, if you watch The Bachelor, definitely listen to me and Zach recap um, the episodes of The Bachelor and Bachelorette over on Weekend Plans. Um, Okay, can I be on your next episode? Thank you. Yeah, we're going to record tomorrow night. Thank you. Okay. Excellent. I'll I'll FaceTime you in. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, But where was I going with this? I had a point. I promise I did. Oh, um... Uh... Oh, so Victoria, so the first episode, because you know, like, how it says, like, what their, like, job title is underneath their name, Monday, mm-hmm. whatever. I thought the queen thing was a fucking joke. I thought it was a joke. It's and the second it, it episode like, happened, and it was there. <laughs> she missed it. I can, I can see, like, night one, like, it's cute, but the queen energy is not putting other women down, not calling them princess, not shoving your way into their dates, not being mm-hmm. rude, condescending. That's not queen energy, sweetie. No, that's little dick energy. Yes, we don't like it. Yeah. Anyways, that's all. If you want to hear more, I'm going to be on Jamie and Zach's Weekend Plans episode, so you can just listen to that. Yeah, honestly, we should try to Skype you in most of the time. Yeah, I like that. I love Bachelor. I love to talk about it. (laughs) Anyways. Done and um, done. Okay, so we have to sign off because Yeah, we've been talking for too long. Yes, and um, we'll see you on Wednesday for a recap of Unsolved Mysteries Episode 3, which is... Um, wait, no, this will be Episode 5 because we skipped the fourth. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. No, no, we still haven't done Number 3. We did the death on Oslo. No, that was last week, though. Episode 3 was last week. We're skipping... Er, episode 4 is this That's week. That's Episode 2. Mm-mm. <laughs> Whatever, okay. It's going to be a screen <laughs> recap of one of the Unsolved <laughs> Mysteries. We have to go back and look. And listen to it. Thank you. All right, bye. Goodbye.